0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, fine townsfolk, to another episode of Random Encounters. I am your host, Nick. I'm Matt. And I'm Brandon. And we are the Brothers McGill, and we are here to walk you through a random monster from a random monster manual and discuss their pros, their cons, and everything in between. Just a word of housekeeping. I will hopefully be moving soon, and as such, my sound booth has been completely and utterly deconstructed and is sitting in my garage in a lot of pieces. So I'm sitting at my kitchen table, so if you hear traffic, or one of three cats, or a dog, or a two-year-old, that's why. So, please bear with me for the next couple of episodes until we can get the booth set back up and get a studio rolling. But it should be uh shouldn't be too terrible. I'll do as much editing as I possibly can without destroying myself. Another note of housekeeping, he's not too yet. He will be in 3 days. By the time you hear this, he will be 2 years old.
1: I forget how this works. <laughs>
0: This is not live. We're not recording this live. I'll stop talking. Okay. (laughs) So today's random monster manual of the day, out of 21 monster manuals, I have randomly pulled the first monster manual from 4th edition, 4E monster manual number one, skunk. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want? Come here, come here, monster. And the page out of the 4E Monster Manual number one is page two sixty-seven, way off near the end. Not a whole lot of flavor text on the 4E entries, so I will try to give you the flavor text, and and I'll tie in some of the lore. That's one of the nice things about 4E is they always give lore entries, a lot like we saw with the Solomith. So I'll try to to work this in without bringing in any of the names just yet This restless apparition lurks in the shadows thirsting for souls Those it slays become free-willed apparitions as hateful as their creator This is infused with the necromantic essence of the Shadowfell. It is a spirit bereft of soul and body, a hollow vessel containing a minimal personality and knowledge, if any. It usually remains near where its physical form fell or was buried. I think it's your girlfriend from high school, Brandon, isn't it? The touch usually causes weakness. A mad version of this weakens the mind instead of the body and its touch can even drive a creature to attack its allies.
1: Yeah, it definitely sounds like her. First of all, (laughs) it was a very dishonorable tactic, you throwing that at me, and then immediately (laughs) continuing on with no, no chance of rebuttal. (laughs) Second of all, yeah, that's her. <laughs> so, thoughts,
0: guys? Guesses? You may be able to get it. It's not one of those fancy made-up D and D names. Like it, it is in the vein of like ghouls and goblins, something like that. Oh boy, uh... Matt! I would, I'd be surprised if you don't get this. No pressure, but. I think I think you might. I'd be I mean you got rat king for for god's sake. Not a haunt. No, it's synonymous though. Okay. Um, Ghost. Synonymous. Patrick Swayze. <laughs> spirit? No, I think I used spirit in the Oh right. It's I think mm... It's a type of car, I believe. I think it's a type of... Oh, it's a type of Rolls-Royce.
1: Shadow? Spectre?
0: I mean, Rolls-Royces are all, like, ghost names anyway, though. They are?
1: How do you know about
0: Rolls-Royce? Oh, you're from Connecticut. (laughs) That's that's
2: right. (laughs) To get their driver's license, they need to... Um,
1: That's
0: their their Uber. Their Ubers are (laughs) Rolls-Royces. Phantom? No, there is a Rolls Royce Phantom too, though.
1: You're so proud of yourself right now. I don't know why you know this much about the Rolls-Royce automobile company. I think I know because there are one or
0: two in the Dresden Files books. When I heard that when I started hearing that they kind of had that that theme, I think I looked it up because I thought it was kind of interesting. So
2: hmm.
0: give up? Do we give up? Yeah, it's it's a wraith.
1: You're a Wraith. Oh. You're a Wraith, you watch your mouth. There's a Rolls Royce Rolls-Royce Wraith? I believe so, yeah. Um I want it. I don't care what it looks like. I mean, I'm sure it looks pretty
0: pretty fancy. Rolls-Roycey. Pretty Roysian. So at a DC twenty religion, when a Wraith slays a humanoid, that creature's spirit rises as a free willed Wraith. I was going to say free-filled wraith of the same kind. With the aid of magic or ritual and with other proper components, a necromancer can summon or even create a wraith. Other wraiths are born on the Shadowfell. And I believe the Shadowfell in the Forgotten Realms is like just their, kind of their underworld kind of thing, just a dark world. And many remain there to enter the natural world through planar rifts and gates. And then a DC 25, when many people die abruptly, a dread wraith can coalesce from their collected spirits. Common wraiths can also evolve into larger, more malevolent wraiths over time. That doesn't seem like I think the, with the Solomon knowledge, wasn't it kind of helpful to know that knowledge? Didn't it say like they could throw fire or something like that, or they could shoot a fire cone in so many words? Yeah. This is definitely, like, not useful at all. I mean, it's great flavor, for sure. But I feel like if your player sees a monster that they want to fight and then wants to do a knowledge roll on it, and if they roll well enough, you want to give them something, you know, aside from just the flavor. Like, oh, yeah, that's a ghost, and it was created because another ghost killed it.
2: Yeah. It reminds me of the Codex entries in, like, Dragon Age, where... Yeah, it's interesting, but you're probably going to click on it and then immediately click off of it because it's... who cares? Just
0: to mark it as red,
2: yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah, that, that is... that's very... well, I mean this is 4E. 4E was very video gamey, so yeah. I guess that actually explains a lot comparing it to uh, to Dragon Age. The picture is your standard like... you would expect it on like a Halloween poster. It's blocking out part of a full moon and it's kind of feathery and, and did you hear that
1: bantha just go by? <laughs> Jesus. It was a Rolls Royce Wraith. <laughs> it was a Rolls Royce bantha. <laughs> by the way, the car. Meh. That's not, does not does well, it doesn't looks like not look cool. It honestly just looks like a uh, Chrysler 300 with smaller headlights. Yeah. Same exact looking car. Yeah. Not impressed.
0: So, I mean, that's how I feel about the Wraith in this book. It doesn't feel...
1: And I guess I, I
0: don't really expect them to break ground with it. You know, I mean, you expect a Wraith to be a Wraith. But it's... Eh, shmeh. You know. Although, I mean, as I was complaining about the flavor... They have the, the move called Spawn Wraith, and a humanoid killed by a wraith rises as a free-willed wraith at the start of its creator's next turn. If you throw a bunch of like low-level weenie NPCs in with the party that they're supposed to protect or something, and then they have to fight these, that's a great way to just spawn more monsters. Yeah.
2: So it's the, the Night King, basically?
0: What's the Night King?
2: From Game of Thrones?
0: Oh, don't tell me. Seriously, don't tell me. We haven't watched the last like three seasons because we've just been waiting to to binge it all.
2: I didn't know that you didn't know the, the
0: Night Kings. We we don't even know who okay. the Night King is. We haven't even gotten that far. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we stopped a while ago. Probably about halfway through. And we we're just like, let's just wait. Because we hate waiting a year for a show to come out.
2: Night King is one pretty lady. We'll put you, put it that way.
0: The one thing I do know about game of thrones is there's dragons and lots of boobs so that's true and dragon dragons with lots of boobs so there are your standard wraith Mm -hmm. is a level five chaotic evil obviously oh and then in 4e they had the different like roles for monsters you guys never played for brandon you played a little bit but matt you never played 4E. No, so there's, uh, this one is classified as a lurker, which I'm guessing is kind of rogy. The next step up is a mad wraith, which is a level six, and that's a controller. Then there's a level 17, which is a sword wraith, and that's also a lurker. And then the dread wraith at level 25 is also a lurker. I think... Did they go up to thirty in four E? They may have. I think they broke it up into they broke it into three tiers: a, a one to ten, an eleven to twenty, and then a twenty-one to thirty. I believe that's crazy. And they named each of the tiers, like Paragon or something like that. Okay. So I guess it makes sense that there would be a twenty-five. It's not. It's not like you can max out at twenty and then have to face a twenty-five. But I mean, these guys are your standard kind of psychic weakening, necrotic damage. You know, yep. pretty standard. You could fit him in any kind of gothic-y horror game. Matt, w- how would you reskin this to not be in a gothic-y horror game? <laughs>
2: um, That's a good question.
0: Uh... Brandon, same question to you, but I, specifically for you, because I don't think Matt knows this reference, Whimsy Shire in Diablo 3. Did you ever go there through the, the cow portal?
1: No, I never found the cow portal in Diablo 3. There always was a message that popped up on your loading screen that said that there is no cow level.
0: It's because they made a cow level, a secret cow level in Diablo 2. Yeah. And it was tongue in cheek saying there is no cow level in Diablo 3. But there actually was. Um, and I think you had to... Oh that's right. On each of the 5 levels somewhere you would pick up a random orange item, the shin bone of some dude and a purple mushroom mm-hmm. and all these different pieces and then when you put them in the heradric cube, they would create a scepter. And then if you had the scepter equipped at the rift right outside of Tristram, that would summon the cow portal which sent you to Whimsyshire which is just It's basically Diablo, but there are rainbows and there are fluffy pink clouds and you have to kill like shiny unicorns and teddy bears and stuff. Yes, I did go there. Yes, I did. Yeah, I think maybe we brought you there or something. I think
1: that's what it was. I remember you guys being involved in some sort of way. It was when we were online together.
0: So how how would you reskin the Wraith to fit into Whimsyshire? And Matt, how would you reskin the Wraith in general to be – I guess maybe less less straight up gothic horror. And you can tweak some of the abilities too, you know, not that you know most of the abilities, but just think oh, wow, it gets an additional d6 of necrotic damage when it has combat advantage. That's pretty cool. So think like psychic abilities. Yeah. Necrotic draining abilities. I might try to
2: reskin it more as like a mad scientist. Mm. where you're he can kill but then he will raise the dead as well so maybe not necessarily a necromancer but more along the lines of scientific and maybe he's kind of like the leader or something from the incredible hulk where he has a little bit of a psychic ability Mm. and he can control the various creations or something like that as well
0: that had to be a character from like the 70s probably when they had those primo terrible names 70s 80s yeah, yeah. The the yeah. leader yeah
2: yep <laughs> he has a giant head looks like one of the mars attacks aliens
0: i think i remember that i think i remember seeing him more recently yeah probably oh, they in a, a dead pool or, or something like that yeah i'm sure acknowledging how just terrible the name was or maybe gwenpool something like that
1: brando thoughts i googled The Whimsy Shire thing and I definitely Mm. did not go there. No? Really? No. I did not. This does not look familiar. But anyway. So yeah, seeing seeing images of it now, what what do you think you would do? I think that I would kind of try to stick with the it's sort of physical attributes in a sense and make Mm it some sort of a cloud creature. Okay. Yeah very wispy and, and, you know, vaporous. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of its best way of fitting into, although I I can't really think of how to incorporate the necrotic. It could be a, it could be, I guess, a toxic cloud. Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: it doesn't even have to be Whimsy Shire specifically. It doesn't have to be necrotic. Maybe it's like, like love. Yeah. Love damage or something, you know. Yeah. Yes. I was thinking a um a sheet of wrapping paper. <laughs> Just like a loose a loose sheet of wrapping paper that that is blowing in the breeze
1: and and it hits you. <laughs> gift damage or something, I don't know. Oh, no, it hits you and the gift damage is that you have to give away something in your inventory. Oh, that's awful. It forces you to gift. Right. And if you don't, if you have cleared your inventory to pick things up, it takes Uh something that is on you. Oh. You know, takes a piece of armor or a weapon or a shield or something. So would you,
0: would this be something, because of how nasty that is, would you make this kind of a rare thing to fight? Otherwise, you have to carry junk on you
1: fairly regularly. You know, I think I would make it a rare thing to fight and not very powerful that way. okay. so you can you can burn it down quickly. Yeah, I mean, not super quickly enough to cause harm, but not so much that if it does take your weapon or armor or something, Mm -hmm. it's not going to just obliterate you. You know, you can still beat it even if you have to go melee hand
0: to hand rather. It reminds me of early monsters in DD, like like second edition, even some some third edition, were super unforgiving. Matt, you probably know this reference, the rust monster.
2: Yeah, I've heard of the rust monster.
0: It's like this giant cricket thing that lives in dungeons, and if it touches anything of metal, it starts to rust. Yeah. You start oh to lose like your armor, your plate could rust off. Your sword could rust off. Ooh. It's ugly. And it was just super unforgiving.
1: Oh yeah, they're giant gross like subterranean crickety things. It almost oh my god, it looks like a close-up of some sort of you know how they show microscopic images of a flea or a knit or yeah. something like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, they're they're gruesome. And there was there were some monsters that that would do damage to your strength score or your con score. And you would literally yeah. lose those points. Oh, wow. And those could be treated just like, like health. Like if your, if your strength went to zero, if your wisdom went to zero, you died.
2: Oh, you died. You become incapacitated.
0: Right. Yeah. Was it just like, you could heal that back like normal or was that a permanent
2: restoration? Would
0: Oh, okay. Give it back. But other sure. than that, No. You better hope you either know a holy guy or have, like, a cleric in your party or something.
2: A high-level cleric, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Not just Lesser Resto. Like, you You need the... Oh, yeah. The legit big one.
2: I think you could do, like, A-level with Lesser Restoration. Okay. Even that, like, I think in 3.5, you need a couple levels in cleric before you you even get that Yeah. as a thing.
0: Yeah, so... That certainly made things it made the the risk a lot more palpable, I guess. But that was also the the addition where if you wanted to awake like your animal familiar or something and, and give them sentience, you had to pay a level. You paid XP to get things. Wow. Even in 3-5, I think there were a couple of things where like maybe some sort of enchantment or something, you sacrificed XP for it. And that's just if you're in a party of three level sevens and you're you just hit six, like it's only a level, but it's you can feel that change you feel that difference. Yeah, because the it's not like the
2: DM's gonna go easy on the rest or on you just because you did that. Right. He's banking on level sevens going forward.
0: Yeah, right. And theoretically, ideally, the the sacrifice of XP you made is balanced somehow. You would hope, yeah. Making your wolf pet sentient is, hopefully makes up for the fact that you're now behind a level. Yeah. You know, and that's that's the only example that I have off the top of my head. I never dabbled in that because I always felt that XP was so, so hard to come by and so valuable. Like the whole point is to level. You yearn for that next level and to set yourself back is, I don't know what would be Worth the trade? It'd have to be really cool. I think. Yeah, not just some random enchantment. Yeah, yeah. Unless it's a really awesome enchantment, I don't know. I don't know. It'd have to be an in the moment thing. Any questions? Any any final thoughts on the the wraith? It's unfortunately fairly bland. Fairly what you would expect. It's immune to disease and poison. It's vulnerable to radiant damage. Let's look at the dread wraith. It has a reach of two, and it weakens the target when it hits. It has a close blast of three with its dread shriek, which does psychic damage and dazes. And that's it. Like and and then some necrotic damage, but not none of these are even the sword wraith is. Eh. Its shadow sword ability does the same thing that all the other ones do. It's. It does damage and the target is weakened. So it's just skin.
1: That's it. Basically.
0: Kinda, yeah. Yeah. So rather than saying Wraith at fifth level, Wraith at sixth level, Wraith at seventeenth level, they reskinned it. And maybe they have a couple slightly different tactics. But for the most part, it's it's fairly fairly what you would expect for a Wraith. Yeah.
2: I think if you're gonna play anything with a Wraith If you focus on the raising the dead and creating the dead army ability, Mm -hmm. then that's kind of the way to go, unless you're just using it as cannon fodder. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah, use them as the front lines for something, intermix them with zombies or something, and have the necromancer or the ghoul or the lich or whatever in the background. Yeah, they are the ghost version of goblins, basically. Yeah, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Pretty disposable, except for if you if you do put them in a situation where they would be raising more and more, and that that could be pretty fun. Yeah. At least from the DM side. Yeah, I mean you bring you bring
2: the party into a a quote unquote deserted town, but it's really just a town full of dead people, and then all of a sudden they start to to rise mm-hmm. up around this wraith in the center. Then you got a little bit of something going yeah. on. But without that, it's you can't build a story around a wraith, I don't think.
0: It's a vehicle for something more. It's a stepping stone for something more. Exactly. That being said, Matt, how many pieces of fancy wrapping paper would you rate this? One out of ten.
2: I would go with two pieces okay. of fancy wrapping paper.
0: Yeah. I mean, if
2: fairly benign.
0: If you specifically said it had, you had to have it doing the raising thing, maybe a three or four tops, because that could be a really cool encounter. Yep. Overall, all told, shmeh. Yeah, exactly. Any final words from you, Brando? No.
1: I don't think so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what a wraith would say. Yeah, that was good. Oh. No. <laughs> I'm here always. Well, that is it for the four E monster manual. Number one, number four E monster manual. Number one, the Wraith a bit disappointing. And I apologize for that, but we did talk about Whimsyshire for at least, I would say at least 10% of this episode. So there's that come on back next week for another random monster from a random monster manual and we'll discuss, and I assure you it will be significantly cooler than the one we did just discuss. It's a tall order. So until that week is up, head on over to uh, fecklessmoms.com, check out our list of monster manuals. If you have any of them and you would like to see one specifically done, let me know. Send it over to moms at fecklessmoms.com, and uh, I will quiz Matt and Brandon on it, and we'll discuss it. And while you're there, check out our other podcast, Talk Toll to Me. Until that week is up, I am Nick. I'm Matt. And I'm Brandon. And this is Random Encounters. And Random Encounters is a proud member of the Feckless Moans Audio Network.